This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. The U.S. and Qatar are both hinting at progress in talks on a new prisoner exchange and pause in Gaza. The U.S. and Israeli spy chiefs met with Qatari and Egyptian officials in Paris over the weekend. More from NPR's Michelle Kalman. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Qatar's prime minister in Washington for an update on negotiations to get hostages out of Gaza in exchange for another pause in fighting. He says he's hopeful about the latest proposal being discussed. The proposal is a, a strong one and uh, a compelling one that, again, offers some hope that we can get back uh, to this process. But uh, Hamas will have to make its, uh, its own decision. He says Qatar and Egypt are playing a key role in the outreach to Hamas. Israel has said there are still gaps. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. Roughly 10 percent of all reported hate crime offenses in the U.S. in 2022 took place in schools or colleges. That's according to a new report from the FBI. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports FBI officials say the data may help local law enforcement come up with strategies to combat the problem. The new FBI report looks at data for reported hate crimes in schools between the years 2018 and 2022. It finds that schools, including pre-K through 12, as well as colleges and universities, were the third most common location for a reported hate crime, significantly behind residences and homes, as well as highways, roads, or alleys. Over the five-year period covered by the report, the most common type of reported hate crime bias in schools by far was anti-black, followed by anti-Jewish, and then anti-LGBT. The total number of reported hate crimes in schools rose in 2018 and 2019, then dipped in 2020 when many schools shifted to online learning because of the COVID pandemic. The numbers then rose again in 2021 and 2022. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. As President Biden seeks to salvage a border deal in Congress that would also unlock money for Ukraine, he's been talking tougher in recent days. Biden making strong claims about shutting down the southern border, including an expulsion authority that kicks in on days when illegal crossings reach more than 5,000 a day. It is officially the first day of tax filing season. Today, the day people can begin submitting their federal tax returns. IRS Commissioner Denny Werfel says the agency itself is also trying to make things easier. IRS.gov has been updated with new tools for taxpayers, and our call and walk-in centers are fully staffed with trained assisters ready to help those who call or who want face-to-face help. Filing online is a better way for many people to go. For most taxpayers, the deadline to file is April 15th. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street today ahead of a two-day Federal Reserve Board meeting. The Dow gained 224 points to close at 38,333. The Nasdaq was up 172 points today. This is NPR. French farmers are blocking major highways around Paris, causing disruptions in the French capital. The farmers have a list of demands for the French government, which they say is responsible for their diminishing livelihoods. Rebecca Rossman spoke to some of them on a highway just outside the city. Major roads around the city are being blocked by dozens of tractors, like on this highway just a couple miles north of the Paris-Charles-de-Gaulle airport. 
The hundreds of farmers who have gathered here say they are prepared to stay put as long as it takes. Some have set up tents, barbecues and portable toilets. The goal is really to get the government to listen to us, says Pierre de Wilde, a fourth-generation farmer who is camping out here with his 23-year-old son. The farmers say they're sick of low wages, too much regulation and poor working conditions. Despite some concessions made last week, the unions say so far the government's response to their demands has been insufficient. For NPR News, I'm Rebecca Rossman in Paris. A Hong Kong court is now ordering the liquidation of China Evergrande, the heavily indebted real estate developer. Court ordering the move after efforts to restructure $300 billion owed to banks and bondholders by the company failed. China Evergrande is one of the biggest of dozens of Chinese developers that have collapsed since 2020 under pressure to rein in debt. China's Communist Party views it as a threat to China's slowing economic growth. It's not clear how the liquidation will affect Evergrande's vast holdings in China. Crude oil futures prices moved lower today. Oil was down $1.23 a barrel to settle at 76.78 a barrel in New York. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington.